Howdy sluts, welcome to another episode of QBT, a podcast where two queer babes talk mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. It's December! Ho, 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 babes! This week we are revisiting our Handling the Holiday episode from season one. We're also going to talk about House of Gucci and Adele's new album. I am Gaga's grunting while getting plowed by Adam Driver, a licensed social worker and therapist working in Austin, Texas. Maddie Germs. And I'm Shawnee, a former New York uh, City-based therapist turned media and entertainment badass based in Portland, Oregon. And you know what? I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. We might be therapists. But we're not your therapists. Okay. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick. All up in my ear and shit. <laughs> hey, Maddie. Hi. We're back. We took Welcome a little back. bit of a, a baby break, but we are back. Back, back, back again. Back at it. How was, uh, how was Mexico? Lovely. Did you escape the law like you needed to? Escape the law? Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I came back, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. <you> know. <laughs> no, it was wonderful. I saw a part of Mexico that I hadn't seen before, and uh, I also didn't get in my headspace of, like, capital B vacation. Like, I was working a bit while I was still over there, and that helped it feel, like, not as, what do I want to say? Not as, like, foreign. Like, from here, it's a two-and-a-half-hour flight. Like, it's a very quick flight to Mexico City, and so trying to normalize visiting a little bit to see our friend and just be there. I don't know. It was nice. It was nice. Um, you guys did such a beautiful job with Lucia. I loved <gasps> that episode so much. Thank you. I just wanted to make you proud, so I'm happy. You did, baby. Did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> You're a winner, baby. <laughs> Where's RuPaul's Drag Race? Sorry, what? Just, where, where, is is, where is it? I feel like it's been a while, right? Um, right now, Canada and UK are airing. Oh, okay. And then the season 14 cast gets announced this week or next week or something like that. Um, UK this season is like... Not good? I don't like it as much, but I like Canada okay. You yeah, know, I feel like I've always enjoyed Canada. Well, there was only one Canada, but I didn't watch the first season of uh, UK. I mean, UK season one and two are great, and I think that's why this new season feels a little weird, mm. but um, Canada's fun. Yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of Canada, <laughs> um, I have no segue for that. Because, I was like, what? Yeah. What? I haven't had to do a segue furs. in a while. <laughs> furs. <laughs> speaking of Canada, Doug Furs, The Holidays, Christmas, Films, House of Gucci. Have you yes. seen it? Yeah, it was uh, on Thanksgiving Day. We went to go see it and had a copious amount of edibles. Oh. Um, I I have been telling people that I had a good time and it was not a good movie. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that honestly is accurate. That is very accurate. I've been trying to figure out. I've just been saying like it's a feature film. Like it's a film. Yeah. Um, it's also it's isn't it the isn't it so weird that that's Ridley Scott, like, right? When they made that announcement, I thought really, and then when I watched it, I said, "Oh yeah, this is definitely like Ridley Scott." I mean, it is long. It is long, 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 long. It long, took me long, long. okay. We're just gonna like dive into it head first. But, yeah. So like, if you don't want any spoilers whatsoever, fast forward like I don't know five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. 
Um, so for me, the first 45 minutes of that movie was just like a Gucci ad campaign. Yeah. It felt super hollow. I was like, I don't understand why I'm supposed to be invested in this family and what's going on. And, and then why when it actually- took them so long to like have this romance thing. And then it just started jumping time, like very yeah. quickly after spending like 45 minutes being like, he's a working man too, or something. I don't know. I literally only knew what decade it was because of uh, the daughter. I was like, oh, she's in like middle school now. So 10 years have passed and y'all uh-huh. just didn't call that out at all. Uh-huh. Um, Yeah, it wasn't a particularly great film. I think that Gaga did, she did a good job. I I feel like her performance in um, A Star is Born was better than this one, personally. Yeah. And then I mean, Al Pacino killed it because it's Al Pacino. But mm-hmm. other than that, everybody else, I was kind of like, sure, you're just kind of here. I mean, whatever Jared, Jared Leto is doing in this movie, it's honestly criminal. It's like, it, it feels is... racist, homophobic, sexist, ableist. Like, it feels like yes. all the bad things. <laughs> it really does. And it, he also feels like he's in a completely different movie. And I think if it was, I would probably feel differently about the movie if he wasn't in it. I know that he definitely creates this air of like, this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. I think it's because that character is not rooted in any sort of reality. These other characters that are supposed to be rooted in reality whenever they do anything, I'm now thinking of that fucking Mario ass accent. And then so what happened in the movie theater is I'm watching it and I'm just cackling. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like people are crying on screen and everyone else is dead quiet. And I'm like, oh, y'all are like taking this seriously. I was and like, this is absolutely a comedy, right? Like this I, is a comedy film. Uh, if it gets submitted as comedy in Golden Globes, I could see that for it. <laughs> like okay. comedy, it, it like is a total Golden Globe winning movie. It like yeah. is like everyone's acting. And I mean, for me, I think Gaga did a good job. And I still found a lot of what she was doing very funny. Like, yeah, it just still read as a joke to me. I just all I could see her was then like her interviews talking about like, oh, I'm like witnessing what a panther does and how it seduces. And I'm just like, yuck, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. Um, I just, I want to see her in an Italian movie like My Cousin Vinny or something. Like, I want to see her in, like, a New York Italian movie. I don't want to see her trying to do an Italian accent. Like, it didn't, it didn't, I remember, like, when the trailer came out, people on Twitter were putting up videos of Patrizia, the real woman, and then Gaga back to back, and they were like, she's really nailing it. And I'm like, is is she? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think stands are weird. I am like, I feel like that this film and give it like 10, 15 years, absolutely, maybe like a cult classic because it is a comedy and people don't know that it's a comedy yet. You know? But then you have to sit through two hours and like 39 minutes. Like, well, that's how long like Rocky Horror is, right? No way. No. <laughs> it feels like it's two and a half hours long, but I also just don't That like might musicals. be true. <laughs> I... I think that it might be something you might be able to put in the background of, like, yeah. But I never want to watch that movie ever again. It's it's a solid, like, quotable movie. Like, I feel like I walked out with so many quotes, and I don't think I ever watched the trailer for it. Now that I think about it, so I never yeah. even saw any of those quotes in the trailer. But uh, okay, there were a few that I was like, "What?" The accents were 
insane. They were it was, insane. I was pulled <laughs> out of the movie so much because of yeah. those accents. I was like, I would have preferred y'all just talk like English yeah. American like accent or do this entire film in Italian and give me subtitles, but don't yes. give me yes. English with an Italian accent yep. from Americans because it feels disrespectful and it feels yeah. comedic, like all at the same time. I literally the whole yes. time was just like, why do they sound so bad? Why do they sound like this? <laughs> and uh, and going back to what we said at the beginning, in some ways it isn't en- like, while I don't want to do it again, I did enjoy my movie going experience. Like right. I enjoyed being in a theater with people who were, as interested in seeing Gaga do whatever she's doing here. And I also liked being in a theater and feeling and noticing the reactions around me that were different than my own. Like, yeah, I, um, somebody clapped at the end. Oh, and I (laughs) was like, we don't do that. I've only, I only, I only clap at the end of Marvel movies and, um, yeah. And like Titanic, I don't know. I also don't think Titanic is a good movie, but, um, but hot take, uh, (laughs) but, um, the, it's beautiful. Like, and the costuming, like if you care at all about costuming, like it's worth it for that alone, like the archival pieces and then the ways in which they try and like, I liked when they were trying to show the like Versace show later Mm, and like mm -hmm. with Tom Ford, like reinvigorate, like all of that stuff. It's not that I didn't find pieces of it interesting. It's just like 40 minutes too long. Like it just, if they had really even just cut it down, they could have just started at the like wedding. Like I didn't need to know how they met. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I did not need to see Gaga walking around being like, ah, I'm like looking for love and money and I'm trying to, you know, seduce him. Like whatever's happening there, I just was like, I don't need that. I don't need it. Which that sounded like a Russian accent. Well, it did it not to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of accents, oh, this segue is going to make sense. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of accents, divorce, babe, divorce. British accents. <laughs> there we go. Adele released an album. Divorce, babe. I don't know if you know this about me, Maddie, but like, I am like obsessed with Adele. Like, good. People really like Adele. I don't think this is like just me, but I think people are like surprised when I'm like, I think I know like every Adele song and I have bought like on like hard copy, a disc of every Adele. I mean, she's very talented and like yeah. Adele doesn't have fans. It's just like the world, you know, like it's like, like people, you don't have like, there aren't Adele stands just because like the world is an Adele stand. Right. Like even if you, even if, you're not excited about this album. You have heard an Adele song before and like felt something. <laughs> you know? like, right. It's like um, she creates music that is so incredibly relatable. I was yeah. joking. Who was I talking to yesterday? Uh, I think I was talking to Chris or Michelle. Anyways, we were talking about Adele and I was just like, she is singing. Like my favorite song on this album is My Little Love, which... Sure. I'm like, I don't have a kid. Like, I don't know anything about, like, divorce and then raising a kid and having to have that conversation with a kid. All I have is a dog over here who is wild. Yeah. But then that last, uh, whatever, the last maybe 30 or 45 seconds of it where it's, well, I think it's longer than that, like a minute, where she's just like, you know, I just, I feel really lonely and, like, I've been going out a lot and... It frightens me, like, that maybe I feel this way a lot, and maybe I'm overcompensating. All of that, I was like, 
here you go again, Adele. Just like reading my thoughts out loud and putting them into yeah. a song. Which she's writing that about the times that we got videos of her singing Nicki Minaj in bars. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I <laughs> forgot until just now. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that um, what I'm about to say is get, may, probably going to be like maybe a little bit offensive, but like it's kind of that Kardashian thing where like you watch stuff happen in the news and then we get the album to hear retroactively like what happened, like and yeah. how she thought about everything because she's been like relatively quiet about all of it. And all we got was those like, do you remember that paparazzi photo where like she's like screaming into the phone no. and it's like in the middle of her divorce. Oh my God, I will send it to you. There's this video, there's this photo of her like getting out of car and she's like screaming into a phone and she looks gorgeous, but she's like, obviously screaming at a divorce lawyer like it has something to do like it's with very, a divorce yeah yeah um i think um my favorites are oh my god and i drink wine i think i really yeah. like both of those and i like um the, the album itself kind of feels like one thing to me like i recognize that it's multiple tracks and there's like easy on me feels a little bit i've actually liked that song more in the album Huh, interesting. I feel like I also just do this. Like I tend to skip the singles. Like when I'm getting an, a full album, unless I just like really like that single by the time that album yeah. comes out, which I usually don't. I don't know. I, I skip it. I also didn't really love Take It Easy on Me. Like when it came out, I was a little worried. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Adele, what is this song? I don't think I like mm. this. Uh, but I like just about everything else on the album. Um I mean, her just being like I was a child and I needed to feel the world around me. Like, I'm sorry. Take it easy on me. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just... Also, did you watch that One Night Only with Oprah? Yes. That was so good. That was amazing. So that was fucking yeah. good. She had yeah, those yeah. fucking Miss Frizzle ass earrings. And like... Miss <laughs> <laughs> like, Frizzle! Lizzo and Seth Rogen and all those people yeah. there. Like, I just... You know what this that reminded me of was that like seeing her do her thing live helps me get into the music a little bit. Mm. Um, I remember twenty one. There was like a a recorded concert, and I don't know. I'm being weird. I got a there was like a DVD, and I okay would get it. And whenever I wanted to feel like sad and cry, I would just like put it on in my room in my like college house and just like be upstairs in my attic room like crying to Adele on the floor and like I forgot that I had that attachment to her because 25 for me did not hit in the same Mm, way it was not to me 19 and 21 are like Adele to me and then 25 I'm Mm. like okay she's a superstar now but it's not I don't have that same attachment to the music this maybe because it feels a little bit more mature or like there's something about the way that she's interacting with herself and the fans that like i don't know i like it and it also has a lot more kind of like r&b influence she allows herself yeah to that, that i enjoy just this piano yeah that i enjoyed also maybe uh what was it 19 and 20 19 and 21 19 and 21 resonated with you more because we were all emo in a mess at those ages and maybe then- so at 25, it was like, what am I tripping about? Why are you even thinking about this girl? I um, mean, Hometown Glory is one of the best songs. It's so good. <sighs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy you brought up the the sort of R&B influence, because it's definitely in there on what, like, Cry Your Heart Out, 
I feel like everything from like track four through eight has like some R&B in there. Yeah. But not in like an appropriated way, which I enjoy. Yeah. It feels like she took an instrument that anybody can use. And it was just like, just using that instrument is enough for me to know the vibe you're going after. Yep. And that to be love song when she like screams, I had good intentions. It's just Yo. like, oh, I believe you, Adele. I believed the, it. I felt the, it. I was like, oh, she's not even hitting this note. That's how much she's feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got to go soon. But my favorite part about the um, Adele, uh, Adele and Oprah thing was like, she's basically naming that like, uh, she gets like deeper on her songs than she's able to in real life. She doesn't find herself able to like really in real life sort of have these conversations outside of a therapy room. And so she's like, you know, I couldn't tell my little man all my stuff. So I like wrote and Mm. Oprah's like, well, it's a good start for sure. (laughs) Like, because like Adele's pretty much offering, like I'm going to essentially leave this as like what I felt about my divorce to my child. And Oprah's like, Mm. he might need more than that. (laughs) He might need a conversation from his mother versus just the tracks that the world got. But okay, good, good start, Adele. Good start. Um, I know she was saying that she made this album for, she was like, who's making music for the millennials that are like going to therapy? Yeah. And I was like, everybody? But okay. She thinks sure. she also thinks she has like a really big point. She's like, all oh, the boys on TikTok, all the girls on TikTok. I mean, you know, like they have moms. They got moms. They got Who's mom- making music for the moms? <laughs> I feel like moms have a lot of music. I just I feel like if we were to tally it, moms have a lot of music. It just I believe it. Adele and Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> and on that note, um, yeah. You know, we are going to jump into a replay, a revisit of uh, Handling the Holidays, which is from our... Oh, you could hear that? Sorry. Listen, (laughs) that was not just in your head. Also, way to keep the Lady Gaga theme going. Um, Okay? We're consistent, if nothing else. So... The holidays. We're going to talk about the holidays. We're revisiting an episode from season one. Um, if you did not get a chance to listen to it back then, uh, a lot of the stuff is still relevant. It's pretty evergreen. Um, you know, we do talk a bit about COVID, but guess what? COVID ain't gone nowhere. And if anything, there's a new variant. So who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll revisit it. I feel like, you know, as we're revisiting this episode, just think a little bit about how you can take some of those uh, takeaways, some of those learnings that we provide and apply them to this December and to the upcoming numerous holidays, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, um, all of those things, because family can be a lot sometimes. They sure can. Um, And if you're like me, you go and see House of Gucci to escape your family, or you listen to Adele to escape, or maybe run further into your feelings. But um, should we just dive into it? Let's go. We're back with the news. <laughs> the news. The news. <laughs> um, I I did uh, think for a moment that I was going to work for news. When I was doing my media studies oh, thing, same. I went like a little journalism route for a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wrote news copy for a little bit. Okay. Um, 
But then I was like, that job is terrible and I don't want to do that. Did you want to be like an anchor? Did you want Maybe to like so. write? Okay. I think before I was like, I'll be a writer because I like didn't think I was like cute enough. And then like as I came into my queerness, I'm like, yeah, give me the camera. Like put me right there. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, you're like a journalist now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this podcast is like a journalist. It's a project of journalism. I agree. I think I don't care about facts that much. So I know what you're saying. And, and neither does the rest of the world, <laughs> well, apparently. There we go. Okay. All right. Great intro to nothing. So uh, we are talking today about handling the holidays as a queer person. So I think as mm. there's a few ways to go with this, right? Like, Don't go home. Don't go home? Yeah. I mean, okay, exactly. And the the reason being, homophobic family, going home can be, like, not a safe thing to do or just a deeply unpleasant thing to do or both. Um, and then you have, you know, folks who have known that for a long time and then make different holiday plans and, like, what it means to kind of celebrate with your chosen fam. And then also, for a lot of people right now anyway, are going to choose not to travel home and so even if you have a cool relationship with your family getting through you know hanukkah christmas new year this year will maybe feel different in the ways that it has in the past especially as we are coming up upon like the year anniversary of lockdown stuff it's just like these holidays are going to look a little different so shawnee and i wanted to offer a little bit of like a collab brainstorm of both of the ways that we have gotten through holidays before. Yeah. What fucking hasn't worked? Oh, God. <laughs> and then also just like some some musings on how to handle ourselves and keep ourselves sane. Some musings. Well, some musings. I love that. Okay. Um. So, holidays for you. You're someone who loves Christmas. Yeah. So, how have like the past few? But you normally spend them here. Right? I have. The last few years, I have spent Christmas by myself. It's been interesting. Um, Yeah, I, what, since moving to Portland, my first... Well, last Christmas, you came to see me. Christmas Day, you came to see me. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. At the coast. I have woken up by, like, in my apartment by myself on Christmas. You haven't had like a jingle jangle Christmas I haven't morning. had like a family thing, like whatever, right? Like it's, yes. Cookies at night. Yeah, like the whole shib- Reading bang. the Bible. Yeah, that whole thing. No, I, I mean my first Christmas in Portland, I was moving here. I moved here on December, I moved here on December 12th, 2016. Wow, okay. Um, You just had an anniversary. I did actually. It was yesterday. Damn. I, yeah. I've officially been in Portland four years. Wow. That's insane. You graduated, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Now it's time to go. Um, That's what you do when you graduate. Yeah. So whatever. I had my first Christmas here. I had moved here. My parents came, but they weren't here for Christmas. They like bought me Christmas gifts and then they went to Seattle like on Christmas Eve but I got blue on Christmas Eve when I moved here I man oh. your birthday is coming up soon um I didn't know you got him on Christmas Eve when you moved here got him yeah I got him like two weeks after I moved here oh because you moved Eve. here with that guy right no you no. moved here by yourself I moved here by myself okay yeah, yeah yeah so I moved here by myself was like well, I'm not going to move to a whole new city and just be, like, by myself. I need a dog. I need a dog. And I need a dog for Christmas. So I got a dog for Christmas. Cute. Uh, but my parents went to Seattle. So I, like, 
on Christmas Day, I woke up to this guy just staring at me. And I was like, well, I guess it's just you He's and like, me. He's like, well, you tell me what the fuck is going what on. What is going on? <laughs> like, looking like skin and bones. And he still doesn't know what's happening. That's um, true. Me neither, baby. And then... We're in Shawnee's apartment for this episode. Yeah. If we're talking to Blue, we're in Shawnee's house. If, if we're, we're talking, talking to Jolene, it's my we're house. <laughs> a good rule of thumb. Until we switch it up. Um, anyways... Then every Christmas since then, I think I've been here. Like, I've been in Portland. Um, I, funny enough, have, like, gone places for New Year's and, like, have usually gone places for Thanksgiving. But I feel Mm -hmm. like I've stayed in town for Christmas. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I've also kind of enjoyed it. Okay, well, what have you enjoyed about it? So, like, if it's not this sort of, like devastating thing in there and or even if the, I mean, it's a little of, sad okay but, but that's what we need to talk about so if it's a little sad how are we finding ways to enjoy the way the time that you're doing it alone because i feel like for a lot of people this might be one of the first holiday seasons that they've ever done that you're a pro you've done it before oh what do okay you do? i see what we're doing yeah um gift giving believe it or not yeah i it's funny, I in life was not a big like gift giver. I was definitely one of those people that's like, I want gifts, but like I'm not buying shit for people. Sure. And then at some point in life, I um, changed, like all of that changed. And uh, I really enjoyed giving gifts to people. And I don't know, I feel like there has been something about buying things, wrapping them in my apartment. Um, it'll be a little bit different this year, but like essentially making people come over like one at a time to be like, Come over and get your gift, and then like open it in front of me. Cute. Like that, I that I enjoy. Um, you enjoy making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. it's my favorite thing. Yeah, especially the white people. Especially <laughs> the white people. Um, and then also like doing something on Christmas, right? Okay. Like I can say, like last year we drove out to the coast to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the two years prior to that, me and Blue, because it's like his birthday, essentially, I am usually like, let's go to, what is it called? Like 100 Anchors or uh-huh. whatever. It's like this huge dog park um, outside of Portland. Yeah. And it's like something to do that feels, again, like I'm giving something to somebody, which yeah. happens to be my dog. And we'll just, we're just out there for like two and a half yeah. hours. And it's just like, he's having a blast. Like, I'm not just sitting in my apartment the whole day. Mm-hmm. I second that. I found that um, planning a hike or like something like that or just some sort of outdoor activity, even if it's, you know, obviously it's December, weather's not great depending on where you're listening all the time. But sometimes it's like good enough to be able to like walk to a coffee shop or something, you know, like uh, just something simple to kind of like get you out of your house and and moving, um, planning something. I think... Um, planning a call in advance can be good. Like I at least know on this holiday that I'm going to for sure be talking with X, um, yeah. to make sure that there's like some connection there. Um, cause I can, I mean, it's hard. Cause like, I feel like I've made a sort of conscious choice to separate myself from um, I was tired of like my presence, my yearly like time with my family being on Christmas when I don't like Christmas that much. And mm-hmm. then there's so much pressure. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd rather come see you in June. Mm-hmm. Like, and then what I would rather do, which is what I find more joy in is like gathering some friends and going to a cabin somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't necessarily do this whole like gift exchange thing. 
Um, we, we can if we want to. But like for me, it's like you have given me the gift of time. You have like offered driving, sleep, or, you know, sometimes if we get an Airbnb, the cost of like joining in with me True. in this and like, I don't need a thing. I'm taking joy in the few days that we have here together to spend time. And that's like, I think um, for so long, Christmas for me was just all about the gifts. Like it was like, mm -hmm. I became a kid who was just obsessed with what I was going to get. And I would like, I mean, it's sort of embarrassing now, but like, I would always like, you know, starting like November, anytime my mom stepped foot out of the house, tearing it apart, looking for my presents. Oh yeah. And like... One year I got this digital camera and I had fully like done like a photo shoot on this camera. Like I had like, and then like deleted everything. I had like, I had like fully like plugged it into my computer and figured out like how to work it and then just packaged it all up nicely oh, yeah. and then Become let it be wrapped and opened it and was like, oh my goodness. I'm not supporting childlike labor, but like children should be packing like boxes and doing things. They know how to do that shit perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I because all the like. I, I found my PlayStation 2 before like, a month and a half before Christmas yeah. and fully took it out and was like, I'm fucking playing this shit. Yeah. And like did that and put it back and put it in the closet behind my stepdad's porn tapes yeah. and like pretended to be surprised when I opened it right. that day. And I mean, I think, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the story about my stepdad's porn tapes. By the oh way. my God. Okay. That's a, tw a 2021 teaser. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll tackle her. Um, I think for me though, the older I got, I was like, I buy myself the things that I want generally throughout the year. Like mm -hmm. I don't, part of that is I have no self-control, but also another part of that is like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to wait for someone else to give me the thing that I'm waiting for. And so for me, things that are made like art or whatever, uh, offering your time, like I was saying, like those things often mean more to me than like the thing also because like, the, also, the older I've gotten, the more people I've known who, like, grew up not getting, like, really any presents on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so this cultural expectation becomes this weighty expectation. It doesn't become fun. It doesn't become, like, a yeah. choice. It becomes, like, this yeah. obligation. Um, and I think other people experience this on things like Valentine's Day. And it becomes this pressure of, this is a holiday about family. It's a holiday about gifts. And if you don't have either of those things, then you're fucking lame. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And, like, I think that that sucks. And I think that, like... Really putting that pressure on a day is just like not fair to anyone. You know what I mean? And so like I've gotten more into sort of being chill around the season and just sort of having this sort of season of like, I'm going to try and take my time and make sure that I spend some time with people I care about, making sure I reach out and let people know I care about them as a way for my self-care, you know, so that I don't let the sads get in of like, oh man, I'm not going home because my parents and I don't have a great relationship right now. Yeah. Or like... They say that it's okay for me to come home, but actually I have to pretty much pretend I'm not gay. Anyone who sort of asks about my story or my whereabouts, I'm supposed to know to not really talk about my gayness too much, to not embarrass my family. Mm -hmm. Half of my family members don't know or all voted for Trump or like are homophobic or all of those things. Right. Or to go to a place where you have to, because I mean, I experienced this too, right? As much as I love Christmas and as much there, as much <clears throat> as there was a point in life where I was going back home every Christmas, there's still a part of yourself that, and I think this is just true sometimes. Of, I know we haven't talked about family a lot on this episode or on this podcast, but 
that's just true of being around family. It'll come up at some point. But like, there's this limiting aspect sometimes when like you're around these people that we call family. And I think that for around the holidays, especially, um, you're limiting certain parts of yourself. Like you can't be yourself around those people, whether they have explicitly told you that or not, or whether it's just something that's not talked about. Like, I know that like me and my family do not talk about me being, (laughs) do not talk about me being gay at all. Like it's not, and it's not, I don't think it's like this cringy thing. It's not this thing that if I like were to bring it up, that they would be like up in arms about it. But, but if you brought someone home, but if I brought someone home, it's a thing, right? Like nobody's saying the word boyfriend. Like people are saying friend. Like, I feel like you got a roommate, you got a roommate. Like there's this person coming, you know what I'm saying? But like just the sheer fact that this, this part of who I am isn't acknowledged a Mm -hmm. lot of times and not in a, not in a consciously malicious way, but in just like a, we just choose not to talk about it. Right, that. it's an erasure. And, you know? like, and yeah. that and that pressure and that thing is like, that is the thing that hurts me more. I feel worse showing up and recognizing that there's parts of myself I'm supposed to not bring Yeah. than I do if I'm just not here. Right. And like, it sucks because like everyone else I'm seeing get to experience like it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most joyful time of the year. I'm like, how are you expecting me to believe that and step into that if I am not even the, really the one that's supposed to be experiencing the joy? It's supposed to be this expectation of Maddie that's supposed to come home. Yeah. That, is, that person's supposed to be experiencing joy. That person's supposed to be coming in so stoked and happy to get presents and give presents and spend time with family. And I'm like, but you don't really want me there. You want a version of me there that you like. And like, exactly. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> like, that's and not fair. This, and then again, like there's this expectation around the holidays. And I mean, we can even flip this on the other way. Like, I'm sure that like, <laughs> I know with my immediate family, there's an expectation around like, actually bringing somebody home and it turns into oh. this awkward thing where it's oh, just yeah. like oh my god like stop asking me about like who i'm dating why i haven't brought anybody home for the holidays in years like why are you so why are you so obsessed with that part of my like life so i mean long story short i think what we're getting at here is like the holidays there's like this expectation around the holidays and yeah. how you're supposed to experience them and who you're supposed to be yeah. and when you go home, a lot of times that is, you're put under a microscope, it's magnified, and that expectation sort of like doubles for you to either be somebody you're not or to have had an experience or to experience this holiday in a certain way. And the older I get, the more I realize that like, the holidays are actually this really sort of sad thing. Like, yeah. I feel like if you watch adult, if you watch movies that are like centered around adults in the holidays, there's always drama. There's always some like sad thing happening. I feel like a we're, secret gets out. Secret gets out. Sure. We're taught to like admire this holiday and to like to be joyous around it when right. we're children because the stories we're getting are around Santa Claus and getting gifts and gifts and joy and. You know, it's, you're supposed to be excited to be around your family because sure. you only see these people. And then as you get older, you're sort of like, I can choose to interact with these people the way that I want to and engage with them the way that I want to. And it does not have to be centered around this holiday specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, I think another, as part of our brainstorm, I would also push people to like, 
I've been big on traditions. I like love traditions, right? Okay. I don't think that I have a tradition with my friend group yet, but like sort of. I know that like yeah. I give gifts. That's going to happen regardless. I don't yeah. necessarily expect them back, but I'm going to do that like yeah. to my friends. That's maybe a tradition that I carry on. I think that I push everybody to figure out like if you do want something for Christmas, if you do have that sort of soft spot in your heart and you are sort of like, I do want to experience this holiday, but I just don't want to have to subscribe to it in the way that like my family wants to. Yeah. Find a way to build your own tradition yeah. that works for you. And yeah. it doesn't have to necessarily be around a Christmas tree nope. or around gift giving. Like nope. to your point, it can be... Every Christmas, I go on a hike because I need to get out of the house, and this is how I'm sort of showing thanks on this day, or how I want to how I want to experience this yeah. day. If I choose that, like, I find it funny. At the end of the movie, A Christmas Story, they like end up at a Chinese food restaurant, yeah. and I think that for the last, not last year because I was with y'all, but for like the two years prior, I just like ordered Chinese food that's on cute. Christmas and was yeah. like, "That's what I want on Christmas. Like, I don't need a turkey. I don't need like this home cooked meal. Like." I yeah. want Chinese food because it's yeah. gross and like I'm not eating it every single day. Yeah. If this is going to be a special day, then I want to eat what I want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I want to be clear. I think it's totally cool. I mean, <laughs> it sounds fake coming out of my mouth, but I mean it. Like, I think it's cool if you have a cool relationship with your family and you enjoy those things. And like, if you're not getting to go home this year, you're like missing that and sad and like you experience a lot of joy in the holidays. Like as a queer yeah, person, awesome. I find it suspicious, but like, I don't, I don't like think it's wrong or bad. And like, you know, I think what's important though, is that you engage in these joyful things. You make these choices because they're choices. To me, I'm just like, I'm so frustrated by the obligation of holiday that like, it often takes the joy away from it. Mm -hmm. Even if it was maybe something that I wanted to do, the fact that I'm supposed to do it makes me like averse to it. You right. know what I mean? And I think making own... Well, you're making just rebellious. Your, well, yes. I mean, <laughs> but making making traditions in your own ways are super important. Like one of the things for me is that like in the many years that I've been out here, one of my good friends, Ethan, has like held a Hanukkah dinner sometime in December. And that has been part of my sort of Christmas or my holiday experience has been having Hanukkah with my friends before we, you know, or yeah. like in conjunction, sometimes the same weekend, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, I've had joy in finding the spaces to gather. My brother's birthday is in December. I have a friend, Chris, who starts off, like, I enjoy celebrating the birthdays and just like making time. I, I do try and make sure I have a really good job of still creating some break and slowing down for myself. I think that that has been super important. That's a way that I have like been able to engage in the holidays and is not as stressful of a manner is like, don't take red eyes to just show up and turn around and not have a good thing. I just, I think saying no is such a beautiful thing as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I think it becomes scary to say no when there is all this obligation around it. And sometimes it can be really sad to be like, mom, I don't want to come home for Christmas. I'll mm. try and find another time to see you or whatever. And like, that can be a really hard thing to step into the choices that you want to make to either set new traditions or set a tradition of being like, that holiday is capitalist as fuck. It like makes people feel bad for no reason. And like, there's always these like, you know, like, well, we're going to like volunteer at the soup kitchen tomorrow, like kind of like absolving ourselves of the like abundance that we're engaging in that Don't happens. That. I, I mean, <laughs> some people do. I'm just saying I'm saying uh, I'm saying that there's like the holidays are sad for a lot of people, both yeah. 
folks who are grieving and and also grieving this year i feel like it's just going to be a tough time and i think some things that are important to think about are like making sure like whenever you hear this if you haven't already done this make sure you have a few people to touch base with in some way like if you're going home and it's not a safe space make sure you have a couple people that you can kind of text at any time Mm -hmm. make sure honestly it's kind of sucks but if you have to go home for the holidays and it's not the safest place for you make an escape plan like make that beforehand like make sure you know someone that can pick you up at any time versus when you're in the scared state and sort of frantically trying to figure out what you're going to do um but i think you know for me family means something different than the people i grew up with like family is much more of a choice for me at this moment and like finding ways to celebrate with them has been really important but in ways that are not just trying to recreate what i had with growing up like Mm -hmm. i want to I don't know. I feel like, honestly, though, I put unrealistic ex- expectations around New Year's and get, like, bummed out around New Year's when it isn't the thing that I want it to be. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I understand the, like, weight of a holiday sort of having, like, whatever, Well, we all but... choose... Well, some of us just don't celebrate holidays at all, and that's fine. That's yeah. your business. Um, but I also feel like... So, like, for me, for instance... I celebrate Christmas so hard because I don't really celebrate any other holiday that hard, sure. right? Like, literally no other holiday. Like, I'm yeah. not, like, crazy about anything else. I'm usually like, oh, okay, this is something that mm-hmm. we're going to, like, do fireworks. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, okay, like, Valentine's Day? Yeah. I don't know what that is. So, like, like, it's just, like, Christmas is the one thing that I'm like, I can get into this because yeah. I understand. I understand. I understand it. I have made it my own thing now and it's not something that I hold expectations to. But I also think that it's a good time to, it's a good time and a scary time to set up boundaries and yes. and and actually test yourself on those boundaries. Yeah, And I think that that is almost one of those things that I've learned to look forward to in a weird way yeah. on Christmas where it's like, this is a day that I get to, there are two days of the year I feel like I truly get to control. My okay. birthday and, and Christmas. Christmas. Okay. <laughs> it's like those are the two days that I'm like, things get to go my way. Yeah, and if they o- don't, o- I get Only to- child shit again. Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, and if they don't, I don't even have to like accept them as a part of my reality. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like on Christmas, there's always this boundary setting that I like to either test out with my family or, you know, if I'm not around them. And even if I am, it's like, this is how I'm going to interact with them. Yeah. And this is a time for me to like all that shit I've been talking for the last like eight months that like, because I haven't had to do it like in real life. Yeah. Now's the time that I'm actually going to have to do it. And yes, it's scary, but it's also, and this sounds so cliche and woo woo, like lean into your whatever power, I guess sometimes, but it's like, that is exciting for me. Like yeah. I want to know, like when I am around my parents, who I have not seen in the last 11 months, mm-hmm. what's going to be different this time? Like, what can I do differently? Mm. And instead of like going into it thinking I'm the same scared kid and I'm going to have to do the things that they say. Like last, I wasn't with my parents for Christmas last year, but I was with them like two weeks before Christmas because it was cheaper to be, to travel yeah, yeah. in. And I was around them for, I think a week. And at some point I was like, I'm getting on grinder and like I want some dick. So that's what I did. I like went and did that. And my mom had all these fucking questions the next day. And I was just like, 
Wow. You don't need to know anything about that. Like, am I here now, this morning, eating breakfast with you? Okay, then. Like, oh my God. don't need to know where I was last night. And she even asked, like, were you, like, having sex? And I'm like, maybe, maybe not. Like, for me, that was fun because it hadn't been something I had done before. And yeah. I think it was something that, to my point earlier, I had been so limiting, like, in my life. With, yep. Like, it's Christmas. I have to sit in this house. I yep. have to, like be available like if i need to use a car i have to like ask and do all this that and the third and like last christmas was the first time i was like i want to do this tonight and i'm going to do it because i'm an adult and like i don't need to ask my parents permission to go out and like meet somebody if that's what i want to go do so i don't know i look forward to the holidays in that sense because it's like what is something else how what is another sort of What's the next rung in the ladder I can take with setting up more boundaries that work for yeah. me, like around these people? But I also understand that is not something everybody can do. No, and, and I think for, for folks that not everyone can do that, but you're still, you know, either forced or coerced or whatever into a situation that isn't great. Deception is your friend, you know, like mm-hmm. create in your mind the answer to the question that you're going to get 92 times you already know. about, you know. What are you doing? If you're in school, what are you studying? And what do you do after? Uh, what do you do like for fun? Or like, who are you dating? Just lie, make up lies. Just lie. And, and then let that be the way that you're taking ownership of the situation is just by like fucking lying. <laughs> like, I think- um, Especially if, especially if you know they don't care. Like, not that they don't care, but like they're just being nosy. Or all they care about is that you're gay. And yeah. so they're just asking to sort of either let you know that it's not cool that you know what I mean, or yeah. like to sort of try and get some evidence where they can sleep at night or exactly. whatever. You Given know when shit. somebody genuinely is asking you that yes. and cares. And obviously use your like own Like the cool intuition. cousin you take a walk with? Take Talk a walk, your business. Business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, find some allies in your family. The ones that you know are just being nosy are more obsessed with the fact that you're gay and are just trying to get some sort of peek into your lifestyle but could give two shits about like you you truly lie yeah i say spin up the most like fascinating tale you can yep it's i mean like i mean obviously that isn't like this sort of brainstorm advice session is like not tailored to one type of person right it's like use the tool that sort of speaks to you in this Mm -hmm, moment you mm -hmm. know but um i just think Lying, having a backup plan or an escape plan, having sure, making sure that you have people to contact or a plan. If you want to talk to your family, making sure you're setting up. Um, My friend told me that their partner is like sending all of their family these like chocolate mold things and then everyone's going to get on Zoom and then decorate them together at the same time. Like they're going to all get the same thing. And like, so like there's little things that you can do distantly. That's cute. I think if... You're someone who has found sort of solace in queer family and making other traditions that are outside your family. And then this year, you kind of have to both mourn what you're not able to experience from your family of origin. And then also because of COVID, not able to experience with your chosen family, like finding some digital connection within that is going to be really important. If the holidays are a super depressive time for you, either New Year's or if someone has a birthday around this time or... Christmas, like they can just be a depressive time because of winter and then also all this pressure. Start working on a self-soothe kit. Like think about the things that bring you, go to the grocery store now and buy those things that you know you're going to want during that time. Like Mm -hmm. get 
the movies on deck or like pre-purchase them that you know are going to be what you need to just like get like don't if you hate christmas but you love halloween you know fucking smoke a bowl and watch the scream series on christmas or you know before christmas. or nightmare before christmas or whatever <laughs> like i just think that um drugs are great too. those are great do those do it honestly this is I keep coming back to this and it's just drugs to drugs I keep coming back to drugs and this is what I recommend no what I keep coming back to and it's just what you're stating here is this holiday season is going to be different and weird for everybody yeah like it's just the state of the world right now yeah I have found solace because I I've moved around a lot. I've had a lot of change in life. I usually am sad around the holidays as much as I love the holidays. The number one piece of advice I have is just get creative and make, and own it. Like, own the holiday for yeah. yourself. And I think that that is one thing that we're speaking towards. Yeah. Like, with all of this. Like, just get creative and yeah. do something. Because if you if you sit around and sort of sit in this nostalgia and sit in this... This sort of should be like this. Like, this is how the holidays should be. Yeah. This is what is expected of me. This is what the lack, like, this is how the holidays have gone up until now. Let's say you've had great holidays and this is the first sucky one because you're quarantined and you have to sit indoors. Yeah. Don't get so wrapped up in that. Instead, figure out, like, what you can do to make the holidays your own. And hold gratitude for the fact that you used to have good holidays. Yeah. Like, a lot of people rarely experience a quote good holiday, a good holiday you know so like not to be all like you know like hold space for your privilege or whatever but like there's like there is something to the fact that you mourn not having a good holiday you know what i mean like that, you appreciate you, and you also appreciate it when we can do this next year for right real. right and i think um you know for in addition to or like in connected with that sort of stepping into and owning your version of whatever's going to happen this year um, you know, own the sadness too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just running away from the sadness. I think that there's a balance between like not letting yourself spiral, but then also suppressing to the point where it's just going to show up January 8th. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. you need, like you need to make sure that like there's, you know, I'm someone who's been slowly creating boundaries with my parents and stuff for several years. And so it's not as hard for me to like say no or not do this or that. It doesn't always make it less sad, though. You know what I mean? And so, like, even though I am excited for the plans that I have this year, which are very scaled back and, you know, adaptive, um, it still doesn't also make me a little bit sad that I wouldn't have found the sort of option that I grew up with even viable. Yeah. Like, that's still sad. It also, though, doesn't mean that I need to sit in that sadness and take on that shame. It's like, I want to make my own fucking mashed potatoes and I'll watch what I want to watch. <laughs> I say, <laughs> you know? listen, this is my recommended routine. You wake up on Christmas Day or wake up on whatever day because we don't just mm -hmm. celebrate Christmas. Yeah, we're in the middle of Hanukkah right now. Hanukkah at the moment. Um, wake up. Um, if you have gifts, open them. Cry. Yeah. Go wash your face. Eat some breakfast. Watch a holiday movie, cry at the end of it, then get up, have a little dance party, yeah, do some drugs. Oh, eat! Don't forget eat. to eat. eat God, don't forget to eat. Buy yourself something. If yeah. you're someone who like buy yourself something, buy yourself something. I giving myself gifts is like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, 
I That's what it. I did last night. I know. I said I was like, I'm going to buy gifts for people. And then I was like, actually, I want And a little this. something for me. I, it was a lot of something for me. I was like, yeah, I, mean, I bought good. more things for myself than I did good. for friends. But whatever. I deserve. It's been a tough year for yeah. everybody. And you deserve Even too. if you were a bad little boy, who cares? Put it on a credit card. You deserve card. more. Yeah. The world's burning. Who <laughs> the cares? World is, the world is burning, y'all. Go buy what you Literally, want Literally, what now. is $200 more on your credit card debt? Like, just, what is it? At this point, capitalism is... <laughs> At a peak, at its peak, it's yeah. gonna crumble soon. You might as well just go buy the shit now. I mean, I don't know about all that. I'm just saying, like, not having credit card yet debt is like not morally superior. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just no. like it's just a thing. I say if you don't need a credit score for something right now, then like fuck it. I mean, <laughs> I hear you. My credit score is simultaneously both good and I have debt. You know, it's yeah. both things. Mine is at that place where I'm like, you know, I'm one bad purchase decision away from this not being great, but it's I'm, okay. I'm one sad month away from <laughs> that. I'm one like, I need retail therapy yeah. and then I'm going to be right back in the pot. But yeah. I'm doing great right now. That is one thing that... Honestly, that's one thing for 2021 that I'm hoping I can think about is like, I need to stop making purchases to make myself feel better and specifically purchases that I can't afford. Like that's whenever it's on that like borderline of like, I can totally afford it or not. That's the kind of purchase that I'm just like, serotonin. (laughs) (laughs) I need it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I, I, we're all in a lot of different spaces for this time. And I think we just wanted to kind of create some space to, Allow room for the joy, allow room for the shit, and just make sure that maybe a couple weeks before the actual holiday hits, plan ahead, do what you need to do, step into your power, set those boundaries, call your babes up, make a cookie, you know, do the thing. You want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break and come back. We're almost ready to come back again. Wow. A blast from the past. That was great to hear ourselves. Yeah, it was simultaneously so wonderful to listen to. And then there's also elements of it where I'm like, we were really in a very specific time at that moment of like, not knowing what the fuck to do with COVID or travel or any of these things. But I think there's still some really beautiful things in there around like self-care during this time because holidays, whatever that means, means so much to so many people. So yeah, I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Got to revisit. For sure. Which will <clears throat> lead us right into the next segment. Take, take your meds. meds. We're going to take some meds. Um, I'm I'm loving that you brought up self-care because uh, I did not make it home for Thanksgiving. I did not see my family yes. as I was planning to. Um, instead, I was still here in Portland. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on. Honestly, there was too much going on in my life. I think yeah. this was one of those moments that I was like, I just need to pause everything because I haven't even I haven't even been able to catch up to the plans that I made. So maybe stop making plans. Um so my meds this week are sort of that self-care. Like I took that, I got to sleep in, I got to sort of, I don't know, do mud masks and journal and like really sit and like plot out this move that I'm supposed to be making. Um, which is like the second part of my meds, which is that I actually started packing. I started Good packing job. for the move to LA. So it's happening. Good. I know it's been very touch and go for like a year and a half. Yeah. But um, yeah, I got a month. I got a month. My apartment's a mess right now because I don't know how to. Start packing. Yeah, because I'm packing. And like me, 
with anything. I'm like, I can just do all this in a day. That's impossible. No, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> don't do that to yourself. I'm glad that you're starting early. Um, I'm super sad that I didn't get to see you, but I also am glad that you knew what you needed to do and did that. That's... I don't even think I did. The universe did. And I just was yeah. like, I'm going to suck it up and figure out what the silver lining is. And Good. there was the silver lining. So, yeah. Good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this was the first holiday where my brother, we weren't traveling to each other. Like, we just live in the same city. So we were just doing a very casual, like, lunch dinner scenario. Um, but I'm... My meds are that I tried to make collards from scratch for the first time and vegetarian because I don't use pork fat when I... Collard greens? Yes, girl. And um, they were pretty okay. I definitely have a little room of improvement, but it wasn't like bad enough where I was like, I'm not ever going to do this ever again. It just was like, oh, I learned how I can make this better next time. And it was nice. I feel like Collards have always lived in my, like, grandparents' house. Like, specifically, that's who made them. And since I stopped eating meat and then since I stopped going home, I haven't had them in a good way in a long time. But um, it was really nice. Yeah, I I tried something new from scratch, and it felt like an honoring of my past and also my present. It was cool. Shout out. I'm sure it was better than my vegan mac and cheese that I've only made, I think, twice. (laughs) I need it's it's similar to this probably though. Like you just have to keep trying to make the recipe better. No, it was bad. (laughs) It was just like normal mac and cheese. Like I'm great at normal unhealthy like mac and cheese like sure full give me all the cheeses that are going to be in there yes one thanksgiving i was like let me do that and then i'm going to try to make like a vegan one too it i was like oh you can't use that kind of cheese and you have to find <laughs> another kind of substitute right. for this thing for the milk yeah. you can't just use almond milk anyways yeah. i tried to dig in a second time it came out a little bit better but it's you know you have to practice those things practice 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 um Okay, feel free to share any experience that you are having in handling the holidays. Um, you can shoot us an email at qbtpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at qbtpod. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. And big, big thanks to Ali Kilts for helping us with editing and production. We love you. We love you. We love, we love you, you all. We, we love, love everybody. You. And let us know your thoughts on House of Gucci if you went to go see it. And Adele, yes. send, us a, send us a DM. For real. We want to know. For real, for real. Um, all right. Let's get out of here and celebrate some holidays. Bye. Mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>